Gemara in Shabbos Tav Kof Chav Gimel tonight. Cheers to be a schutz for Shlomo Rechaim Avram Rechaim Itachai Batz Bas Lavan Rechaim and Sayyus Tamir Sayyizel Shalom Sibin Rizal Edol Sarah Bas Kenal Rechaim Ben Malyeliva Bas Shavu Figo Bas Shira Chani Yus Rechaim Ben Sarah Hesna Yus Viel Ben Mindel Besuch Shachli Yisrael. We pick it up from the top of Kuch Chav Gimel Amid Aleph, and we just finished the answer of Rabba. The Rabba taught us that a corner shall nafachim a blacksmith's hammer. You're allowed to move it. It's a kufa. You're allowed to move this hammer. So a kufa means for its own usage, even though the primary usage of this hammer is for a forbidden use. You still had to move it for its own usage to cut a, to crush open a nut. Says the Gemara, Abai asks on this din of Rabbah, if you have a mortar, in Yishom, if the mortar is the thing that you crush the spices with. So its primary usage is, is sir, to crush spices. But if you have this crusher, in Yishom Shom, if Yishba Shom, if there's garlic on it, Metalton let's say, let him move it. You only let him move it if there's garlic on this crusher. The Gemara is bothered. Why? According to Rabbi, you should be allowed to move it. But for any usage of its own usage, you should be allowed to move it to crush up something that you're allowed to crush in Shabbos. Amar Leh says the Gemara, Amani Ram Nechemi, the Spirit of Ram Nechemia, to Amar Inklinit, to Lalotar that an item is only allowed to be moved for its own usage. That's the opinion of Nehemia, which obviously Rabbah is arguing on, and Rabbah allows any the primary function is Isra, you're still going to be allowed to move it for, let's say, for its own usage. And similarly, this Ma'aducha, this crusher, Rabbah would allow you to use for its own usage. But this price that says that you're not allowed to move it unless there is garlic on it is not a question on Rabbah, because that price it goes like Rabbah Nehemia. Ace has another question. You're not to move the pestle, which is the bottom of this crusher thing, to cut in it meat, says you allowed to, yes, cut meat on it. What exactly? We're talking about, we're talking about in that you need to uh, cut a meat on it. So it says the Gemara Vishavin, and they both agree, Shem Katzlav Basar, that if you did already cut on it, you're not allowed to move it. So Rashi explains over here, now what's going on is Beis Hillel allows you to move it. Let's yantif. We're more mekel. We know that in yantif we're allowed to move it, allowed to do more things in the eating process. So Beis Hillel allows you to move this item in order to cut on it. That's the reason a, a yantif did. But they both agree that once you used it, you already finished cutting the meat, you already finished using the preparation process. Then they all agree that you're not allowed to move it anymore. Why? Seemingly because the kliyshem lachal So the primary function is to do it. And seemingly you're not allowed to move for any reason. So that's a question on Rabba that Rabba allowed you to move it. Let's say Says the Gemara. We thought to answer up like Nehemiah. However, came the Shem Lahadam Rav Chinnah Bar Shalmayim. He made the Rav once they heard that which he said in the name of Rav. I call Mightim. Everyone agrees. Besichi with spindles, the and with cloths. Uh, cloth pins, umaziri, and with wa- uh, mallets, different utensils, the kivan, the kabir alayu, since you're very careful with them, you give them a special place, and therefore you're not allowed to move them at all. So therefore, this is also not a question. When did Rabbah allow you to move the item of Sarah Kufai? Was the corner shall not fachm the blacksmith hammer that you're not makbid on? You're not specific with it, and therefore you're allowed to use it for other usages of its own usage. However, these items, this all this pestle, this item that you use to crush up things, you are makbid, you are specific with it, and you give it a special place, and therefore that makes it a form of a muksmach sarin kiss of forms, therefore you're not allowed to use it, and therefore that is what this price talks about, so it's not a question again on Rabbah. Again, the fact that the Gemara says, is a revealing fact. There are different gears over here, but this does sound like this is a big machlekes, that in order for something to be a muksa machlekes, a chasarin kis, that has to be something that you're not only valid, not only specific with it, that you don't use it for anything else, but you also designated a specific place 
And if you don't designate a specific place, it sounds like it's not. Moksha Machsar and Kis is a very, very large Machlaikis. The Mishtaburah in certain places is Mekel, and maybe we'll talk about that another time. Says the Gemara, Itmar of Chibar, Abba Amar of Yechlam. Kornash Shel Zahavim. Now we have a hammer of a Zahavim, someone who, a mallet that they use to bang out the, the gold, to flatten out the gold. Shaninu. He learned that's what we're talking about. Meaning, what do you mean that's what we're talking about? We said in the Mishnah that you're allowed to take this cornice and you're allowed to use it for other items to crush up the nuts. So says Rav Sorab. Rabbi answered up, it's a blacksmith's hammer, which is primarily for Isser. Rafhia Baraba comes along and he says that this is an item that you are machbed on. Why? You want it to be smooth, because when you flatten out the gold, it has to be smooth. But since at times you also use it, what do you do when you want to smooth it out? You bang it on something else. Therefore, you don't set it aside. And therefore, and therefore, you're allowed to use it. It's regular klishim lachdel iser. You're going to be allowed to use it to crush up the nuts. Kornish shel zahavim shaninu. Rishon bar Abba Amar kornish shel besamim shaninu. No, it's a kornish is a hammer they use to crush up the besamim the spices. So says the Gemara. Manda Amar the besamim. According to Rishon bar Abba, that the Mishnah is talking about a besamim hand a hammer a spice hammer, and that's when the Mishnah says klishim lachdel iser. And you're allowed to use the tzarekuf for the crush up nuts. Kolshkein to zahavim. Certainly, you're allowed to use the gold hammer, the goldsmith's mallet. Because you're not Machbit on it. Interesting, we, it's a little bit counterintuitive that the spice hammer, they were more specific on it than the gold hammer. The reason is because the gold hammer, you had to keep it smooth. So, in order to make it smooth, what would they do? The process that we've seen it before, they would bang it on something else to make sure the mallet was nice and smooth. However, this Cornish Albasamim, this spice hammer, the spice mallet, they didn't use anything else. They were very Machbit because they didn't want it to get disgusting, as Rashi says, because then when you crush up the spices, they're going to be gross. Therefore, they're more Machbit on it. So, says the Gemara. Court is the man that says you're allowed to use the, the spice hammer. Certainly, you can use the gold hammer because that you actually use it for something else. However, the first that says the Mishnah allows you to use the gold hammer to cut up to crush up the nuts. On the besamim, on the on the spice hammer, you would not be allowed to use it because you're more makbed on it. It doesn't get disgusting, and that is the end of the Gemara. Says the Gemara back into the Mishnah about twelve lines down, the two dots. We listed in the Mishnah other items. The Kush was the spindle, the Sakarkar is the weaver's reed. And then we continue to list all the, these items that you're allowed to use them to put fruit on them. So it says the Gemara, Tanur Abanan, Pagash Atamnu Beteven, you have an unripe fig, which is, uh, uh, Taman is hidden inside the straw, or a Harara, a Kish Atamnu Begacholim, inside the coals. So the, the, the common denominator over here is you have an item of food, which is inside something that is muksa. The straw is muksa, the coals are muksa, and the food is buried inside it. So the question is, how are you going to get your food out? Because you're going to move the coals, you're going to move the straw. Says the Gemara, Megula and this should sound um, actually, no, we didn't have this exact price elsewhere. In the Gula Miksasa, if it's a little bit revealed on top, if the fig, if the cake is a little bit sticking out, then Motzala Tautla, you're allowed to take it out. Vimlav Asla Tautla. If not, you're not allowed to take it out. Seemingly, why? Because when you take it out, what's going to happen? Even though it might move the coals, that's incidental. Again, you're going to pull out the fig, you're going to pull out the cake, and then by you pulling it out, it might move the Muks item. That's called Tiltal Minatan. That's an indirect movement. And so far, it sounds like you're allowed to do that. Rav Lazarben Omer. What do you do? You got this thing, you got this cake, you have to get it out. What should you do? Take the spear, take the spindle wreath, take the spindle and the weaver's reed and spear into this item. And then it's going to shake off the muksa thing onto its own. That is what one should do. Don't take it with your hand. Rather, put this other item into it and then pull it out. Says the Gemara. 
From the fact that Ram Nachman Paskin like Rav Lazar Ben Tudoy, it sounds like Tiltal Minatzad, you're indirectly moving it, is Loishmei Tiltal. It's not called Tiltal. And that's the reason why. And, and, and Rashi it, over here points out the way I explained it, it sounds like even the first point was Minatzad. But the Tanakama, again, the Tanakama said if part of this item is revealed, you'll have to pull it out with your hand. Relusband who died came along and said, No, you have to take something and spear into it. So if you look at Rashi, Magula Miksasa, Rashi says, You're able to hold it in the revealed area. Rashi learns this is not even Tilta Minatzad. A little bit difficult to understand. But Rashi says what goes on over here is now you're able to just pull out the item by itself. And the, the straw maybe will move, maybe will not move, but it's not even indirect movement. Whereas the husband to die said, no, take the pogla, take this, uh, sp- uh, this uh, spindle, or take this weaver reed and stick it in, and then pull it out, and then you're going to be indirectly moving the straw or the coals. Rav Nachman paskin like Rav Lazben to die. So that seemingly says that Rav Nachman holds tiltal minatzad, moving something indirectly. Again, I'm using a spear, sticking it into, let's say, a, a fig, a piece of fruit, and moving it, and it's indirectly going to move moksa. That is not called tiltal, and that is allowed. Vamar Rav Nachman, it tiltal minatzad, lishmei tiltal. Says the Gemara, Vamar Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman holds... Hi, Pogla, this radish. If you have a radish stuck in the ground, so if the top of the radish is wider, the bottom of the radish is narrower. So if the top of the radish is up, then you're allowed to take it out, because then it's not going to cause the dirt to move anymore. But if it's the other way around, the fat side is on the bottom, like this, so then when you pull it out, what's going to happen? It's going to pull out the earth. Again, if it's like this, if it's sticking down, then when I pull it out, it's not going to do anything. But if it's like this, when I pull it out, it's going to pull out the earth. It's going to move the earth. And Rav Nachman says, you're not allowed to do that. Ask tomorrow, why not? Even if it moves the earth, it's teltal min atzad. When I pull up the radish like this, it indirectly is moving the dirt, so that should be allowed. Rav Nachman should hold that's mutter. Says the Gemara, Rav Nachman, I pull up, says the Gemara, Rav Nachman, he, Rav Nachman was chayzer, Rav Nachman, the Maisa, hold, teltal min atzad is going to be allowed. It's something that we will definitely come back to, but to, just to give the general rule is, indirect movement of muksa is allowed, let's say, Gufai, let's say, Mikaimai, let's say, Shabbos, you're allowed to move muksa indirectly, indirectly, via another item, via the back of your hand. That is going to be Tiltamin Atzad, which is going to be Mutter if it's for a permissible usage on Shabbos, a Shabbos usage, or the place or its item's use. Says the Gemara, Machashal Yad, Lito Basakites. We said in the Mishnah, if you have a hand, a needle, you're allowed to take that hand needle to take out a thorn on Shabbos. You have the two dots, about 15 lines from the bottom. Shalakle Rabba, Breed the Rabba, Rabbi Yisifalan. Rebbe, you taught us What is the story? You have a needle. A needle has three parts of a needle. You have the stick of the needle. You have the head at the top of the needle. And you have the point at the bottom of the needle. Again, let's use a pen for this example. You have the point. You have the body. And you have the head. So what happens if you have a needle that either the head fell off, the circle part at the top, or the point at the bottom fell off. The point or the, the head of the point fell off. What is it in? Says the Gemara. We learned in a Mishnah. We said in our Mishnah, if you have this needle, you'll have to take out the thorn with it. When I'm taking out a thorn, it doesn't make a difference what this needle has a hole, whether this needle has a point. I'm allowed to take out the 
on thorn. So seemingly our Mishnah is a raya, that whether it has a hole, the, the hole at the top, whether it has the point at the bottom, you are allowed to use it to move it on Shabbos. That is seemingly the raya. Says the Gemara, Eisvei, the Gemara is bothered by this. Says the Gemara, Eisvei, Machat shenit l'charara uksa tahira. If we have a needle that the charara, again, the, the top, the hole of it, or uksa, Rashi says uksa is a pointer, that means a point. Um, a machat that the hole is, takes off, or the point is tahira. It's tahira, meaning it's not makabal toma. We know, we've learned this many times, something is not makabal toma at what point? When it's not called a kli, it's not called a utensil anymore, it's not fit for usage anymore. So says this Raisa, when a machat, a needle, loses the whole part at the top, or the point part at the bottom, it's no longer a kli. So the Mara wants to know, you just told me a moment ago whether the top is there or the bottom is there, I don't care, you're allowed to move it on Shabbos. What do you mean? Seemingly it says that when you lose the top, you lose the bottom, it's not a vessel anymore, it's not a utensil. So why would you be allowed to move it on Shabbos? Amar Abaye, Toma, Shabbos Karavis? What's your question? Toma, when it comes to Toma, Kli Maisa You need to have a Kli that could do work. And if the toll at the top or the point of the bottom falls off, it doesn't do work, it's not a, it's not a Kli anymore. Lini and Shabbos, when it comes to Shabbos, it's nothing to do with being a Kli Maisa. We have to sign which is fit to do something with. And this needle, even if the point is off or the top is off, you're able to use it to take out a thorn, and therefore it's permissible to use on Shabbos. That was the opinion of Abayi. Comes along Rava, and Rava says, No. The one that asked the question had a wonderful question, meaning the fact that we see with regard to Toma, it's not a vessel. Also, with regard to Shabbos, it's also not going to be a vessel. What's the, what's the reason? They are the same. They are the same. So we have a fundamental debate over here between Abaye and Rava. Rava says, we see this thorn, I'm sorry, we see this needle is not a utensil with regard to Hilchas Toma Vitaira. Therefore, says Rava, with regard to Shabbos, it's also not going to be called a utensil. Abaye says the two have nothing to do with each other. When it comes to Toma, it has to do with the Kli Maisa. When it comes to Shabbos, it has to have usage. It has usage on Shabbos, it's going to be called a Kli. Says the Gemara, Mesei Macha B'Nikuv, B'Nchin, B'Nikuv, Mutzal Tazal B'Shabbos. Abaye says, Straight up, a machet, a needle, whether it has a hole, whether it doesn't have a hole, you're allowed to move it on Shabbos. Veloy armor nikuva, it only said it has to have the hole, El Indian Tomabavad, only with regard to Toma. Seemingly a straight up question on Rava and a straight up proof to Abaye. Because it says clearly over here that only with regard to Toma does it have to have the nikuva, does it have to have a hole at the top. But with regard to Shabbos, it does not. Exactly like Abaye said and like Rava said. So Terakma Lava, leave it to Rava. Abaye answered up for Rava. Begulmi Eskina, no, that's talking about an unfinished needle. While the needle is in the assembly line as it's being produced. Zimnin at times even before you put in the hole sometimes you make it into a kli but when you have a needle but when you have a needle that the top of the bottom comes off a person throws it into the garbage and therefore, it's bottle. So Rava is there again. We saw the machlekes of and Rava, but how does Rava answer up this brisa? This brisa is talking about a machat before it is completed. So before a machat is completed, before the needle is complete, it has a din of a kli with regard to Shabbos, but not with regard to Toma. And the reason is. The reason is, says the Braisa, says Abayi, I'm sorry, because you might decide not to put a hole in it. And that's the reason why it has the din of a kli. But as Rava, when Rava said, and not a needle without the hole is not called a kli, that is regard to a needle that broke. If the top or bottom of the needle broke off, you throw it into the garbage. And that's what Rava says, it does not have the din of a kli. Asubei Yanukas, the Gemara now brings down an unrelated din, but we're going to bring a proof from our needle. Asubei Yanukas to straighten out the limbs of a baby 
when it was born, says the Gemara, Rav Nachman, also Rav Shishish Shari, Rav Nachman says, you're not allowed to. Why? Because it's dummy limitakin. You're fixing something in Shabbos. And Rav Shishish says, you are allowed. Amr Rav Nachman, Amin Allah. How do I know it's forbidden? It's not even learned in the Mishnah. Ain, Oisin, Abik, Taizim, Mishabbos, blooming along to Kukhakim, Lama, Beis. You're not allowed to take an emetic on Shabbos. You're not allowed to make yourself throw up on Shabbos. Why? Because it's a form of refuah. So says Rav Nachman, so too when it comes to straining the limbs of the baby, you're not allowed to do it. It's a form of refuah. We know refuah, healing on Shabbos is forbidden. For Rav Sheshis, Rav Sheshis holds his mother, answers, Over there, it's not the normal thing to take an emetic to throw up. And that's the reason why you're not allowed to do it. However, when it comes to our case, it is the normal thing to do, and therefore, it is permissible to strain out the limbs. Says the Gemara, Amr Rav Sheshis, no, I how do I know that it is mutter? The Tanai learned in a Mishnah, our Mishnah. Machat shal yad, you have this hand needle. Lita basakoyt, you'll to use it to take out the thorn. Even though, again, it's some form of fixing the person. But as Rashi, you look at Rashi directly across, Rashi says, Lita basakoyt, Alma takuni gavra, bimidi delav lirafua, delav jazikas manashari. Something to fix a person in a non-rafua manner is remissible. Exactly the parameters of this is going to be difficult. Furthermore, you always have to potentially be concerned, not always that by taking out the thorn might cause bleeding, which maybe would be an issue. If there's very much a lot, a lot of tsar, a lot, a lot of pain, could be there would be a room to be lenient even in such a case because you don't want the blood, etc. Therefore, to remove such a splinter would perhaps be allowed. Over there, the splinter is embedded, meaning it's an external thing, and that's why Rav Nachman says it is allowed. Whereas when it comes to straining out the limbs, that is the body itself, therefore, that is not allowed. That is the end of the Gemara. Again, important to note when it comes to thinking out a splinter on Shabbos, if it is causing a lot of pain, the examples that the place can give, like, you know, those splinters that go under the nail, those are extremely, extremely painful, excruciatingly painful, and therefore you want to take that thing out on Shabbos, the answer is it would be allowed. What do you mean? Maybe it's going to cause the bleed. So if it won't cause bleeding, it's for sure allowed. Even if it caused bleeding, it seems like the Mishtabura would there be makeup to be makeup from the fact that Sar would per- permit that, even though the blood, the blood you don't want, etc., etc. But again, um, if it doesn't bleed, it's for sure allowed. If it bleeds, it's a little bit more of a shaila. Says the Mishnah Kufch of Gimel Mabez, Kanash al you have this uh, Kana, which is the stick, they use to turn over the olives. Imish Kesher Barashi, if there's a knot at the end of this stick, Mikabal Toma, then as Din of a Klian, it's Mikabal Toma, Vimlava in Mikabal Toma, it's not Mikabal Toma. Bengach, Bengach, but regardless whether it's Mikabal Toma or not, Nito Bashabis has the status of a Kli, and you're allowed to. Move it on Shabbos. Says the Gemara Amai, what is the reason that the fact that it has a Kesher and not at the end, it's going to be Mikabal Tama? it's a simple flat wooden stick, and we know the rule is if it's not Mikabal Tama. So why are you telling me that if it has a Kesher, if it has a knot at the end of it, if it has this piece at the end of it, then it's yes, Mikabal Tama. My time, the reason is it has to be comparable to a sack, to a sackcloth. It has to have something that could be able to hold something. So why, if it has a Kesher and not at the end is a Mikabal Toma. Answers the Gemara, Tanam Shedam, Nechem Yubishoshim, Havich Bezeisim, Hov Chavurai Abai. No, because as you're turning over these olives, you're stirring up the olives, so if the stick has this knot at the end of it, then it forms a little bit of like a hole over there, and then the, uh, the oil will go in there, and then you'll be able to look at the oil to see if it is uh, quality oil if it's good oil. Whereas if there's no knot there, then the whole thing will be hollow, then the oil will just go in and out, and therefore it won't have any usage. And that's the reason why this knot, this uh, end of the stick basically allows it to hold the oil, and that's why it's Yasmin Kabotoma, that's Din of a Kli. But again, regardless of Din of a Kli, they could be moving it on Shabbos. Says the Gemara, the second Mishnah, Kokhal Gimel, and Bezir Yesi, Aymer, Kola Kalin, Nitalim. 
all vessels, all items, all utensils, you're allowed to move on Shabbos, Chosman, Amasar, Gadol, except for a large saw, the Yasasham Achresha, and the blade of a plow. We're going to see those are going to be the quintessential examples of a Moksa Machasar and Kis, items that you're very, very specific, very careful about due to their value. But says Rav Yasi, all other items you can move. The Gemara is going to explain what this is, and now we're about to have the fundamental background of the entire Hilchas Moksa, says the Gemara Ram Nachman. Hi, Ochla de Katri. Before we get into the background of Hilchas Moksa, first of all, Rav Nachman comes along and teaches us that this laundry, uh, it's a certain laundry tool that uh, I believe it's the washboard, the way the Rashi explains it as this board with holes in it, the laundry washboard, then says it's like the blade of the of the plow, something that they were very specific about in Tzmoksan Shabbos. Damya. Amir Abaye, Charbet Deshbachi, the tanner's knife, Isakin Deshkavta, and the butcher's knife, Achatzin Denagri, and the carpenter's uh, axe, the, I think called the ads, um, the little axe thingy the carpenters use. Kiyosha Macharisha Dami, these are all like the plow of the, the blade of the plow, which are going to, yes, be Muksa, seemingly Muksa Machsar and Kis, as we'll see in the Gemara. Tanra Abanan says the Gemara, here's the background. Bari Shaina Yaimrim originally. Back before the whole again, we know Muksa is a Dindarabanan. It was a Gazir Dirabanan. Before the whole Gazir, before Chazal got up and said things are Muksa and Shabbos, Berishaina originally Ayyimim. Shleisha, Kalim, they tell him Shabbos. Three things you'll have to move on Shabbos. What are these three items? Mikshara Dalvela, Michel Dvela, the knife to cut the figs, Vizuama Listra, Vizuama Listrin Shal Kadeira, and a ladle to take off the uh, the skimming ladle, Visakin Kitan Shal Gavisholchan, and the little knife on the table. Those three items you'll have to move on Shabbos. Everything else is mok, so you're not allowed to move on chops. What happened afterwards? Hitiru, they permitted it. Bachazur vetiru, and they mean more hetirim. Bachazur vetiru, and they mean more hetirim. Aja amru until they got to the point that we're at today. Call a kid of Shabbos, like the Mishnah taught us. Everything you're allowed to move. Aside from the saw and this and this blade of the. Plow, and obviously, when we say everything that you're allowed to move, as we'll see in the Gemara, it means within the rules of the Allah. Obviously, a Kalisha Machtel Isra, as we've already seen, you're not allowed to move freely, but there's going to be a way that you'd be allowed to move it. These items, Muksa Machsar and Kids, there is no way that you are ever allowed to move it is Muksa Gomer. Obviously, we should preface one thing that we'll see many times moving things with your body, with your foot, with your, with your uh, blowing them, that is always allowed because that is not called moving them, a concept that we will see further. Says the Gemara back at this dinner of Nach. First white line. What, what happened? They said these first they said only three items that had to move in chops. Then they said it's allowed, more is allowed, more is allowed. What happened? Amarabai. Hetiru first what they came along. First they said again, everything in the world is muksa. Okay, number two. Hetiru Darvisham. And then they said just these three items that had to move. Says Abai. Hetiru Darvisham Nachtalahatr. They came along and they said everything which the primary usage is a hatter, let's say kufai. You're allowed to use it for its own usage. Again, for example, a cup, its primary usage, a cup is debatable, but let's say a cup, its primary usage is hatter. You're allowed to move it for its own usage to use it, but nothing else. The Chazir Vetiru, then they extended the allowance, Darvisham Nachtalahatr, let's say I'm going to be allowed to use my cup to use the place of it. The Chazir Vetiru, then they further made an allowance, Darvisham Nachtalahatr, Isser, saying which primary function is Isser, like a pen, like we said. Head, in. You let it use it, move it for its own usage to like scratch your head. But you're not letting it move it for its place. If the pen is sitting on the table and you want to learn it there, you're not allowing to move the pen. And yet, you only let it move it with one hand, not two hands. Until they got to the point, everything is allowed to be moved even with two hands. That is the way Abayah learns. Again, everything is Asr. 
those three items, the knives and whatnot, are mutter. Then they came along, they heter. You can move the tarach kufay, step number one. You can move the tarach mekaymay for its place, step number two. You can move only the tarach kufay and not the tarach mekaymay, step number three. Amr Rava, Rava comes along and says, Michli, hetiru kitani. It says that they were mekel, mali tarach kufay, mali tarach mekaymay. What are the two steps, Abayi? Abayi, you told me there were two steps. Step number one was that this heter. I can move the tarach kufay. Step number two was I can move the tarach mekaymay. What's the difference? It's, they're both the same same level. So if they were mekel, they shouldn't mekel entirely. Step number one, it's like a cup. You can move it for its usage or its place. Then they were more mekel mechamel itself. That a klei shemlach lehet, you let it move from sun to shade, meaning you let it move to make the item not get broken. Step number three, for both, for its place or for its usage in mechamel itself. Dying and still bottom echad in Mishnah Yadai Adam Loy. You only let him move by one person, not two people. Acham recall Kinu Zalim Mishavas. I feel the Mishnah in the Adam, and that is basically how we have the Elchus Muksa today. Like Rava said, that again a Klishim Nachlil a Hetter like a cup and things like that. You let him move for its usage. You let him move for its place, and you also let him move to prevent it from getting destroyed. Chama Litzel Klishim Nachlil Iser like our pen over here. You can move for its usage, scratch your head. You can move for its place. It's on the table to move it away to be able to use the table, but you cannot move it to save it from being ruined. It's a pen is left out in the rain, and you're afraid the rain's going to ruin the pen. You're not allowed to move in the that is Rava. Says the Gemara, Eisei Abayi, Elon, to the bottom, we'll finish with this. Ma'aducham yishba shom etalton asav, yom laveim etalton asav. Seemingly, it said, back to our pestle, back to our mortar from Av and Aleph, you have this crusher, if it has garlic on it, you can move it, if not, not. Why? We just said, it seemingly, you should be allowed to. Says the Gemara, Ma'asim v'cham litzel, what did it mean? You're not allowed to move it, it meant, it's a kli shomlach to le'isr, an item that the primary usage is forbidden, this, this crusher, and what are you not allowed to move it? Mi'cham litzel, to save the item from being destroyed. Very important rule, all these electronic appliances, even if they're klishmachtal is, so they might be chasarin kids, they might be saying that you're very valuable, but an item that you would use, perhaps, you're never allowed to move a mechamel itself to set the item from getting destroyed. Ace asked the Gemara the next question. We saw an Amad Aleph that if you use that pestle to cut up on it on Yantif, you're not allowed to move it anymore. Why not? Says the Gemara, say, man's rachnami, mechamel itself. The reason is because you're not allowed to move it, meaning mechamel itself, from shade to sun, meaning for, to prevent it from getting destroyed. We're going to stop over here because this begins a very long. But so far, we saw very, very important rules. We saw kli shemlach iser again, like a pen, like a generic phone, like uh, again uh, items that primary function are iser. Those items you're allowed to move legufai to use them for its own usage or mimikayim for its place. Kli shemlach lehater items that the primary function is mutter items like cups and plates and things like that. Then you're allowed to move them even to prevent them getting destroyed. Kli shemlach iser pens and electronic appliances you're not allowed to move to prevent them getting destroyed. Then there's a Higher level, that you're very, very macbeth on the item. Those items you're not going to move at all. Exact parameters of that. Hopefully, we'll see more. We'll pick it up from here.